Hey, hey, all you Arizona lovers, this is the Finding Arizona podcast, episode number 203. I'm your host, Jose. Thank you so much for listening. Today's guest, Mr. Jeremy Paddock of Paddock Paws. Now, Jeremy came in to give us a little bit of his story, and I have to say it was very interesting to get to know him. He is a person who started out fearing dogs and then moving into loving dogs to training his own dog to actually starting his own training business. So thank you, Jeremy, for all your insight. We actually had winter go over to Jeremy and get a little bit of uh, obedience training and he gave us a little bit of insight on what we can do at home as well. So I want to say that Jeremy is someone that you can take your pet to, your family member if you think of them that way and really feel like you're getting something out of it and also learning as well. So Jeremy is a very skilled, talented individual. I encourage you guys to all check out his info. It's linked in the bio. Um, Let's get into the actual intro of this. I want to forewarn everyone that this is going to be a long intro just because there's a lot going down in the community cork board. Um, And also, we just want to share so many things that are going on in our lives. So let's just jump into it, the business side a little bit. Finding Arizona Podcast can be heard at FindingArizonaPodcast.com, on top of which you can sign up for our newsletter and our blog. The blog gets a little bit more personal with us and what's going on in our lives, our wedding, everything that we do behind the scenes in the podcast. The newsletter is more about what's going on in the community. You'll get information on what's been our previous episodes, and top of which you'll get to know what's going on in the community as well. So we do have some places where you can become a super fan, and that's at patreon.com slash finding Arizona podcast. We do have a bonus content uh, episodes that we call a fine examination. And this podcast goes into 50 questions with every guest that's been through our doors since, I believe, episode 100. And they ask them 50 questions, rapid fire style of what they like, what they're into, what they're watching, what they're reading. So if you want to become a super fan, that's only available at patreon.com slash finding Arizona podcast. We do have um, a place where you can also buy merchandise on our storefront. There's a lot of places where you can become a fan. I just really want to say thank you to everyone who's gotten us to this point, which is 203 episodes. We are very excited on new merchandise coming up, all the support that you guys give us. So like and subscribe if you're listening to this on a podcast platform isn't just for us. It's for everyone like Jeremy who has a story and wants to be heard. So if you do like and subscribe for us, just know that that's going to a good place. Um, So that ends the business side. Let's get into the community corkboard side. So if you want to send us an event shout out that you want her, you know, hear heard on the podcast, you can send it at finding Arizona podcast at gmail.com. We will set it up and shout it out. So we do have one from out of state and there is a slew of some that are in state. There's a lot going on in September, including someone's birthday, i.e. your host, me. Uh, one last thing. Uh, so this first thing that's out of state, I want to say that, um, it is, it is over in San Diego. So shout out to all our San Diego listeners. Imperial beach athletic club is putting on the second annual over the line tournament, um, on the beach over at uh, Imperial beach, of course. So Saturday, October 5th, go check that out. I believe it takes place in the morning. Um, give, uh, for more information, you can call 619 735 4006 
Uh, now let's jump back into Arizona information. So you can go, this very first event is the Gilbert Regional Grand Park opening. This is taking place September 21st from 8 a.m. to 9 p.m. Gilbert will be opening its uh, new phase one park that includes 17 foot iconic playground they call the mountain, a splash pad with 57 different types of water fe features they're calling the falls and a top tot playground for the park's smallest visitors, they're calling the Creek. So this is gonna be a fun opening. Go check it out. Our next uh, event is Tacotopia that Brittany and I will be participating in um, Saturday, 20, uh, September 21st, Saturday, Sunday, September 22nd. Tacotopia is putting on a hybrid amusement park and taco festival all rolled into an immersive taco-tastic experience. There's going to be rides, there's going to be tastings. Go check it out. Tickets available at atacotopia.com. And that's going to be a fun one. Uh, I am very excited about that. But next up, uh, the food truck festival taking place over at Mesa Riverview Park, Saturday, September 21st from 4 p.m. to 10 p.m. You can get your tickets at goldstar.com. This is a combination of craft beers, margaritas, mojitos, and food trucks available in 40 different kinds of tastings. I encourage you guys, this is gonna be a fun one. Mesa Riverview is a huge park, so go check it out. It's gonna be a fun one. Uh, next up, the Arizona Donut and Ice Cream Festival taking place at the Press Room downtown Arizona, or Phoenix, Arizona, 441 West Madison Street. Uh, you can go and check this out. It's going to have a bunch of ice cream and donuts, but you can pair those with craft beers and paired cocktails. Next three events are going to be personal favorites of mine. I just want to shout that out. This first one is because I know the actual people who are putting it on. So I have a, I don't know, a vested interest in these uh, individuals. So next up is the 19th annual Phoenix Aces. That's the American Indian Science and Edu uh, Engineering Society golf tournament taking place at the Legacy Golf Club on Saturday, September 21st. You can go sign up still and register, but they do have single... Um, they have single and team registrations. And then on top of which, this is all helping raise um, uh, money for the foundation, the chapter, the professional chapter. And all of these um, Native American, Alaskan Native and Native Hawaiian college students are pursuing careers in STEM. Um, and that's very admirable. And I, I know of a lot of them. And uh, it's a very difficult uh, college career but on top of which these individuals are very special and talented so go help them um, enjoy the golf tournament shout out to anyone and everyone who's doing and participating that next up indigenous art and fashion over at the churchill i told you about this last week it's still the event that i want to go to and there's um, there's a lot of things going down over at the churchill and I encourage you guys to go check out the Churchill any time of year, any time of day. There is something going on there always. 
Um, shout out to Hartley and Kel for making that place popping all the time. This event is taking place October 5th from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. It has over a dozen indigenous art and uh, artists and the fashion show taking place is gonna be very dope. So last but not least, Indigenous People Celebration, October 12th over at the Heritage Museum. That's 2301 North Central Avenue. They're putting on their third annual event that recognizes Indigenous Peoples Day in the city of Phoenix. We are honored to bring um, the day of programming that will provide voices and perspectives dedicated to the preservation of indigenous food sovereignty, cultural arts, and well communities across the Americas. I encourage you guys to go check this out. It is free to everyone, and it is something that I believe will help uh, bring insight and connections to those who participate. That ends our community court board. I want to say thank you to Jeremy. Thank you to everyone listening to getting us to 203. It is not easy getting this far in the podcast world. So let's keep going. Let's keep doing this. Let's keep our community alive. And uh, I hope you enjoy this episode, episode number 203 with Jeremy Paddock. Paddock pause. Let's go. Good, good momentum. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Finding Arizona podcast. Every week we bring in someone very special, and today is no different. I am very excited for this one because I love dogs, and all of you <laughs> dog lovers are going to love this episode. Ladies and gentlemen, from Paddock Paws, am I saying that right? Yeah, Paddock's Paws Pet Care and Training. We have Mr. Jeremy. Thank you again for coming in. Claps absolutely, for him. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. I appreciate you coming in. I My first question off the bat, where does the name come from? Uh, Paddock's Paws, it's actually my last name. Okay. So I went ahead and uh, I had to think of something clever and catchy. Yeah. Everyone has these cool names. So I was like, Paddock's had to find something with a P. Yeah. And I just kind of swung in. And at first, honestly, it was supposed to just be, when I first started, it was supposed to be just some little pet sitting, dog walking, little side gig while I was working yeah. the whole nine to five deal. Yeah. And then it kind of got bigger than that. And I just kept, now that I have a storefront and everything, I just kept the name, even though yeah. the people working there ain't got anything to do with the last name. You know what I mean? But <laughs> yeah. they just live with it. You know what I mean? That's awesome. And you know what? That kind of, you've answered my next question on like how you got started in this and, yeah. and where it came, where it came out of. It's, it's actually real weird because as a kid, uh, I was afraid of dogs. Really? I, yeah. I yeah. was, they just kind of made me uncomfortable and um, I was, my neighbors had dogs that were not friendly. Uh -huh. um, and so it was, it was real sketch. And so um, I actually coming out of high school and all that jazz, I was like, oh, you know, I just want to find a job real quick. And yeah. I ended up getting picked up at PetSmart. And okay. I was like, okay, cool. Thinking that it was in the, the store aspect. <laughs> yeah. It was in what they call the pet hotel, which oh, is like a boarding place yeah, for dogs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they walk me through, and it's like around holiday time, like like uh -oh. Christmas or whatever. So it's super busy, hundred plus dogs. Yeah. And they walk me through the kennels, and like all these dogs are just going crazy, and I'm like, oh, we're gonna have to conquer this fear real quick. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, oh, we we're just gonna have to suck it up because yeah. I can't I can't just be like, oh no no, I'm afraid of dogs because yeah, I can't do that. You know what I mean? I gotta no, no, we'll yeah. be all right. <laughs> and from there, worked with worked with PetSmart for a few years and fell in love with it. Mm -hmm. um, then went to. Um, uh, an animal hospital as a vet tech because oh, nice. I fell in love. I was there at PetSmart for a few years and then I was like, you know, I want to do something more with dogs yeah. instead of just being in the boarding facility. Sure. Uh, just kind of wanted to try to dive deeper. And 
went and did the vet tech route for a little bit and then seeing dogs with all, I mean, you get them all on whether they're super aggressive and scared or anxious, or you just get the ones for spay and neuter, you know what I mean? Just whatever it is. Um, I, then I started falling in love with like behavior yeah. and then I started really self-study and picking the brains of the doctors there that had, um, that they have minor degrees and, and animal psychology, dog psychology, stuff yeah. like that. Um, and then I started the, the doctor that I worked with was real cool. And he said, you know, um, go out, try to do your own thing. Just it, develop something. Oh yeah. Develop yeah. all your skills and devote your time into that. And then if it doesn't work, like just come, come back, back. Yeah. you know what I mean? So that kind of got me doing that. And Dude, then let me stop yeah, you there. Cause yeah, yeah. that honestly, not, you know, you were given a gift that oh, day. Oh, blessed. Yes. Like as far as the people that have been like, like on the route there, like whether it was the people at PetSmart and kind of tweaking little things there sure. and, and kind of developing how to handle people and dogs and doing all that, learning the basics, basics there. Yeah. And then going to another level at an animal hospital. And then finally just, them telling me like, "Hey, you're you're good at the behavior part of it. Go do, do it. You yeah. know what I mean. Go do it. And yeah. if you can't, just come back. Yeah. And that is like, whew, yeah, you know what I mean. It. It was, Hon- honestly, right. most people don't get that opportunity. No. So and, and that's where really it was cool. just kind of yeah. That's where it was just kind of like you know I I would be stupid not to do yeah. it. I uh, didn't know how to run a business. Didn't know how to do any of that side of it." Mm-hmm. Um, hell, I didn't even know how to like register. I make it a business in Arizona. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I didn't even yeah. know what I was doing. I was like, okay, I just know I want to work with dogs. I don't know at, at, at what degree yeah. on, on, on where I really wanted to get my niche. And then just kind of went away and, and started working with the dogs with extreme anxiety, extreme aggression. Yeah. And that's where I'm at now. Was yeah. there was there a particular reason why the street extreme anxiety and, and aggressiveness is something that you kind of... Well, I'm a huge... Pitbull lover and pitbull advocate. Yeah. I own own a pit. I'm a huge pit lover, pit advocate. What's and, your pit's name? Uh, Stitch. She's Stitch. a little blue one, so like a little blue cartoon character. Yeah, yeah. That's where we got it from, man. Uh, and she is the sweetest dog on the planet. Dude, I you see know? some photos of her in the, oh, yeah. in She's the a, Instagram. She's yeah. a cutie. She is the biggest lover in the world. There's never a person or an animal she does not like. And you train with her um, on yeah, aggression. She, yes, she is. If a dog is at the store, they joke and they call her Mother Teresa. Because if, <laughs> if a dog is super scared yeah. or super nervous to come in there, yeah. like we just let her out there. They'll sniff each other. And then all of a sudden, they're best friends. And they walk to the back. And they don't even care about us anymore. Yeah. You know. So, And then as far as the aggressive ones, um, she stays very calm and collected and doesn't tell. react. Yeah. So dogs that are barking and going crazy and, and kind of trying to lunge at her mm-hmm. she just sits there and yeah. just kind of hand i mean without her i mean i wouldn't even be at this point you know what i mean <laughs> yeah, like exactly. like so we talk about people that that kind of guide the path like just having that her dog, dog is a blessing yeah. too because without her i mean you really do you have to have a statue of a dog to yeah. be able to do these real world scenarios walking past another dog without yes. another dog reacting like like Winter, you just, your dog here, Winter, if, if Winter was super reactive towards another dog and we have to practice walking by another dog, mm-hmm. I can't practice with another dog that's going crazy as well. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? We yeah. don't get anywhere. That's, so having absolutely. that is a, is a blessing. But yeah, she is the little love of my life, man. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I honestly saw that video. There was one video that like you were teaching aggression. You brought yeah, yeah. her out to the back area. Okay, yeah. And then you like let her come and then she's in the next video, she's sitting there yeah. and the other dog is like trying to like run, oh, yeah, run yeah. at her. And I was like, wow, like to have that calm of a dog must be like, does she would like, what do you do to, um, 
like how many years was she different before she became that? <sighs> it's I got her when she was about one years old. I, I rescued her from uh, a rescue that was inside of PetSmart, mm-hmm. and she was actually. Uh, she was diagnosed with pemphigus, which is an autoimmune disease, and she was supposed to be put down. Yeah. So I kind of, I I really was like so into saving her life and was whatever. Yeah. And then it kind of got me to the point where I was like, okay, she has to have more of a purpose. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like absolutely. not just not just be a house pet and there you go. Like I work alive. with dogs. Yeah. yeah like yeah. you're alive. You're not supposed to be alive. You're supposed to be on steroids for the rest of your life, and you're on no meds anymore. You know what I mean? So That's awesome. So like that alone, I was like, okay, we got to take you to another level. Yeah. So when I really, when the, when we kind of got the illness kind of at bay, I mean, autoimmune disease, they never leave, mm-hmm. but you really, it, it stays at bay. Yeah. Um, so when we kind of got that under control and I really started seeing her true personality besides being sick, yeah. um, she was very anxious herself. Mm-hmm. So being obviously in a, in a rescue environment in a kennel all the time, don't really know yeah. how long she was in there. She was a straight, she was just picked up downtown as a straight before. So we don't really know much of her life. Yeah. Um, very, very nervous of men, men intimidated her. Um, and I mean, just overall, like overall anxious, you know what I mean? She yeah. was just all over the place, you yeah. know? Um, she, she was a typical one that just chewed up everything and, and it was, you know what I mean? Yeah. So then I was like, okay, I'm really going to just dive in on trying to help your anxiety. And that was it. I'd never intended her to work with me, anything like that. Mm-hmm. I just, I was like, okay, I just got to make if you, if, yeah, I got to make you okay because you're not supposed to even be here, mm-hmm. you know? And so after getting that, um, and really starting to see how much she enjoyed like that job. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They say all dogs should have a job, but like she took that to another level where like yeah. anytime she knew we were going to do some training and do some working, I mean, her eyes would just light up and she'd yeah. be all over the place, you know? I love that. And so, um, then when she, she got to the point where anxiety, separation, anxiety, all that jazz really just went away. Mm-hmm. She never was real reactive with dogs. So I just kind of really yeah. dug deep on that and made it to where she was non-reactive. You know what I mean? Yeah. To where, to where it wasn't just, um, wasn't just, oh, she wasn't reacting, but she didn't even have the desire to react. You know what I mean? She just saw him, everything's cool. And then when it was playtime, she knew she could still play and be a dog. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, cause, good. cause a lot of the dog training stuff in this world, everyone seems to be real militant Yeah, and I'm not, you know what I mean? That's I'm, good. You could probably see by my personality already. I'm yeah. super laid back, super whatever. So I didn't want that that militant mindset behind, okay, this dog is a statue. She's supposed to be a statue. She's supposed to be a service dog all the time. Mm-hmm. That's not the case with yeah. me. So you got to still have the dog life. And then, I mean, really just diving at home, it probably took three months, mm-hmm. maybe three months of really just getting her exposed. And now, I mean, I've had her for five, she's, she's about six years old. Have her for, I've had her for five years. Um, really just the exposure has been what has been her saving grace. The exposure to dogs, all types of personalities of dogs. Yeah. Bunch of people. She goes everywhere with me. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you guys are lucky she's not here right now. You know what I mean? Like, I, <laughs> in all honesty, you could have brought her and I would have been perfectly fine right. with that. Like, she's on, everywhere. Yeah. She's everywhere. So that type of exposure, mm-hmm. um, there's no substitute for that. You know. So yeah. that's why when when you have people that will train with me and all that, they're like, oh, I want my dog like her. Mm-hmm. Well, it's more than just training. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. When she's with me here, like I'm I'm not training her. Mm-hmm. She's just getting that exposure. Yeah. And that alone trains her. You know, yeah. you just don't act crazy in yeah. these types of you know what I mean? Exactly. So so that alone, it took probably about three months and and then we really started seeing a difference. And she's been working I mean, I threw her right into the ring of fire, man. She yeah. she immediately started working with anxiety and aggression and and 
did phenomenal with it and then i can just say she's just getting better and better yeah and then uh i mean here pretty soon i know i'm gonna have to retire her a little bit <laughs> yeah, you know yeah. she she starts to get tired of it six years old she starts to want to do other things now so yeah. i gotta let her be a dog at some point but oh she loves it she yeah. loves it i like that we so you brought up the idea um you said that all dogs should, or some believe that all dogs should have like a purpose a right. job essentially yeah. uh you know, it is really funny because now I'm starting to re recognize that because, you know, with her, I feel so horrible leaving, you know, leaving her here by right, herself right. for, you know, it's only short periods of time. Like I'll come home for lunch and then I'll take her and we'll run around and we'll go for a walk. And then, um, you know, Brittany comes home about three hours later, two hours later, and then she like plays with her and the it's just one of those things that, like, I wish, like, I want to give her something else. I want to be able to right. give her that something. I don't know what it is. It's a job or if it's something else. But I think she's a happy dog. She's a lot happier oh, than what she yeah, used to be. She's a little sweetheart, yeah, man. You she, can tell off the bat after seeing a bunch of dogs, man. <laughs> <laughs> she And like yours, I mean, rescued. Um, she was on the res, tied up. They left her mm. and, you know, on a rope. She Like, if you looked at her nails, no, like, one of them has... Uh, zero nails the other one oh, just totally like worn down and curved Ooh, yeah. yeah buddy um but you know that one like you said that the one thing that we had to work on was kind of the eating habits the aggression with mm -hmm. the food where she like attacked it and like right you know she just yeah yeah, yeah. It all up because you know she doesn't know when the next one's coming right. around the corner right and so it took me about about a, two weeks to get her used to like you have routine food. Right. You're going to be okay. Like it's coming. It's, it's all going to be all right. Yeah. Like you're not going to starve. Yeah. You're not going to starve with us. So it took some time. But now I'll tell you what, like the one thing that we are working on is she does get anxious, like excited to yeah. the point of like she pees herself. Okay. Yeah. But that's something that like, I think that comes with, you know, like you said, exposure, yeah. um, training her, you know, calmness. But again, it's like, that's something that comes up with um, rescues a lot too big time have you heard like what are some things that normally you see with rescues so i'm pretty big on, i mean overall with rescues in general you'll you'll have it takes a little bit more time they call it a decompression period yeah uh the decompression period is is often overlooked but it's super super important mm -hmm. like let the dog figure it out you know what i mean a lot yeah. of times coming from a coming from a shelter environment, whether it's an all-kennel deal or if it's a from coming from an at-home foster or mm -hmm. whatever it is, they just don't have that routine. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? They yeah. don't know you. They don't know the routine, routine. that you're used to. Yeah. So a lot of times you'll see that, and just anxiety. Um, anxiety is the most common. Mm -hmm. um, and, I mean, even more so, we don't know their past. You know what I mean? Yeah. A lot of times it, you can, you can, they can come from abuse, neglect, mm -hmm. all these other things that, I mean, we don't know. And, and for yeah. them to be as forgiving as they are and, <laughs> yeah. and like allow you to come near them is, is a blessing in its own. Yeah. Um, but the biggest thing is, is talking about the job and everything is it's, it's not always a, like, per, like a, a strong, hard purpose, you know, like where they are a hard job to where they don't have to all be doing these insane exercises oh, and insane, no, you know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah. it's, that's where whenever a lot of times I'll say, Oh, your dog needs a job or, or give them a job, give them mm -hmm. a purpose, give them something to do. People oftentimes think that that's just a lot, a lot of work. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's really not, you know, cause that's intimidating for us as people. We look and we go, Oh my God, I got so much stuff to do. Yeah. And then you're telling me I got to get my dog a job. Like I got a job. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like, like, this like one I, doesn't need a job. Right, like, <laughs> I, what, my dog's supposed to like, let me relax, yeah. you know? 
So a lot of times it's just mental stimulation is everything, getting their brain to work. We concentrate a lot on um, your dog needs a walk, your dog needs this, all these physical things, which are great and they're a necessity. You got to have them. But to help with anxiety and help with just that, giving them that routine and that structure uh, is getting that brain to work. Yeah. Okay. They can go on a mile long walk come back, lay down for 10, 15 minutes, and then be ready to rock all over again. Yeah. That's because we never targeted their brain, you know, so their brain's going a thousand miles an hour. Okay. So giving them that job is what, what like, I'm a big preacher of mental stimulation. Yeah. So mental stimulation is anything that just gets that brain mm-hmm. thinking. Okay. Give them some, give them some, some action, you know, yeah. um, whether it's running over basic obedience stuff, sit, stays, lay down. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't, the dog doesn't even have to be getting good at it. You know what I mean? People are so, we're, we're so like results driven that if we tell you the dog to sit, we want the dog to sit sit right away. Well, from my standpoint, from behavior modification and the anxiety and all that jazz, I don't really care off the bat if the dog sits. I just want the dog to think about sitting. Okay. You know what I mean? Get those wheels turning. I don't really care what the result is. We're going to get there. The result's going to come. Yeah. But I just want them to think about it. Think about, okay, you got to, it, it tightens up that bond between mm-hmm. you two that you're giving yeah. that job and they have to follow it. it. There's just so much healthy benefit to where the brain can now, what mental stimulation does is it naturally decreases anxiety levels yeah. while at the same time increasing self-confidence. Okay. You know what I yeah. mean? So, and that's what a lot of rescues lack as well is a little bit of self-confidence. Mm-hmm. They've never had that reassurance or sure. that positive reinforcement to where what they're doing is right. They don't really know. They yeah. just kind of run to the mill, do whatever they want, you yeah. know? So it, it does help with with decreasing that natural anxiety and the worry that they may have okay. while uh, increasing just that self-confidence and making them go, oh, okay, I can do this. Yeah. And then they get that bond between you and then <laughs> yeah, it's, it's all you're gold. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, then yeah. you're gold. But that's the that's the biggest thing is, is with the job, mm. it's more so just giving that brain a job, giving yeah. the brain something to do because... Because we always look at, they have excess energy, they're going crazy today, let them in the backyard and run, or take them for a walk, or all that, and then they get upset that 10, 15 minutes later, they're ready to go. Uh And the the way that I explain it to the people that come into the store is um, the, the body will follow the brain. But yeah. the brain will not follow the body. Okay. And what that yeah. means is no matter how much physical exercise we give, the body goes and goes and goes. You guys come back, the body says, oh, my God, I'm tired. Tired, yeah. You know what I mean? The brain, who hasn't been targeted at all, yeah. says, no, I'm not, no, I'm not, no, I'm not. And it will kickstart the body to keep going. Oh, nice. Where, okay. Where vice versa, if we say, I mean, we live in Arizona, it's a billion degrees outside. Hmm. We can't give as much walks as, or exercise or let them out back as much as we probably should or we'd want to. Yeah. So targeting that brain and and whether it's people that live in an apartment complex or whatever, you can, anybody can do it. Doing mental stimulation is, and just those, those little brain games is going to calm the brain down. And now that when the brain says, I'm tired, I'm tired, I'm tired, the body who maybe hasn't had as much physical exercise says, oh, okay. Because the body will follow the brain, but not vice versa, you know? So that's where summer times here, anybody that lives in an apartment complex, anybody who has Mm -hmm. an energetic breed that is maybe not the most energetic person. Mm-hmm. Mental stimulation is it's a must. You yeah, know what I mean? Because you can yeah. really you can really curb a lot a lot of behaviors Good. just off that. That you know? that really does enlighten me because now I'm like thinking because we do take her for walks a right, lot right. a lot a lot. But it's like it's now that you brought that up, I know mentally she's not being stimulated because right. we only do those routines of like sit stay every so often. Right. Like we do that a little right. bit less than taking her for walks. So now that I know that, I'm going to, you know, 
start to like give her more mental activities. Yeah, let that brain work. And yeah. and the 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 other thing is is like we also are their dogs are creatures of habit and repetition, mm-hmm. and so are we. Yeah. So where that can work against us in a sense is you think about from the from the physical exercise in a walk if you guys go out on a walk and you take the same 20 30 minute walk Mm -hmm. at the same route every single day yeah okay every single day you go around the block same way whatever way you go their creatures of habit and repetition they know where they're going Mm -hmm. so now we're really not working the brain the brain isn't even thinking about where we're going because it's just repetition it's just clockwork you know what i mean so yeah so that even more so where people go oh my gosh i'll go on these walks and i'll do this this and this and for minor, minor anxiety things or minor leash work or, or whatever the issue is, mm-hmm. you can you can help a lot of it by switch doing simple things like switching up the routine that you walk mm-hmm. um, constantly. Some people are, are big on making the dog stop and sit before crossing the street. Yeah. Well, do that randomly. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just be walking out and then just, just stop and stop. sit. You know what yeah. I mean? Like yeah. uh, just that alone is just like it's so minor and and kind of nothing to us. We don't mm-hmm. really think about it. But to them, it just throws that little hurdle in yeah. their walk. It yeah. makes it, like, oh, okay, oh, what's next? New. You something, know what I mean? Yeah. This is fun. Yeah. And and then even for, like you said, you work all day long and all that, which everyone does, yeah. you know, doing doing things like like there's mental stimulation toys that you can even yeah. have yeah. laying around that that they can entertain themselves with, you know, that mm-hmm. that that aren't just as simple as chew, 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 destroy, destroy, destroy. Yeah. It's more of I got to think about how to do this. Get there's so the many games, yeah. you know what I mean? It's endless. Yeah. So, I mean, there's there's a million things you can do. But but I really take the approach of kind of dog psychology. And that's yeah. really where I get at is how not only our brain works and what we expect, mm-hmm. but how their brain works, because most training is like I said, it's very uh, more 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 trainers than not are basic obedience. Yeah. So your sits, your stays, your lay down, your, all those mm-hmm. just typical commands, you know. Um, and those are it's very black and white. It's I tell you to sit, you sit. I tell you to stay, you, you stay. Sit. And yeah. I teach you how to do that, you know. Where from my side of it, the behavior modification and trying to kind of rewire, reprogram the brain to not instantly freak out when it sees another dog or it sees a person mm-hmm. or you know what I mean, whatever yeah. the instance is. Um, being able to add those hurdles is really what is going to low, lower those those instant reactions, you yeah. know? And it's not it's not a cure-all or anything, but it it's, does, it helps. Yeah, the more that you train in those moments where you're like, you know, different scenarios, right. those right. different scenarios, the more your brain reacts like, oh, I've already been through this. Yes. Oh, I, and I know like the that this is going here. And my anxiety is less right. of that. Right. They're creatures of habit, creatures of repetition. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't it. stress it enough. And when they get in those modes or, oh, I've done this before, yeah. we can really piggyback off that and string that together. Where from a behavior modification standpoint, there is that gray area. Okay. You know, it's not so, it is results driven. Because of course, like if you have a dog that has attacked other dogs and and they're, they're worried about they're having to put the dog down or they're mm-hmm. going to have to rehome the dog or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, y- it's it, obviously it's results driven, but it, it there is a huge gray area. It's it's such a chess match, you know. So that's where I go from a um, dog psychology standpoint instead of human psychology. Human psychology is we train you to sit, to stay, to this, to this, mm-hmm. and that's what you do. Those aren't necessarily dog behaviors, mm-hmm. you know. They didn't come around just knowing that I'm supposed to sit when we cross the street or whatever. So we kind of go from a dog psychology standpoint to where. It's almost like a meet you in the middle kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I want you to be able to come and do this with me and yeah. not act a fool. But at the <laughs> but but at the same time, 
I'm going to also teach you where, how you learn yes. and how you understand yes. instead of expecting you to come and understand what I'm telling you, yeah, exactly. you know, cause that can also take longer, especially from a, from a, a behavioral standpoint where if you have a dog with severe aggression or severe anxiety, maybe you don't have that amount of time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because whether it's, yeah. like I said, putting a dog down or, or rehoming or mm-hmm. whatever you, you come across at all, you know? Yeah. So let me ask you this, um, now that we're getting into more of like what you do and being diverse, what are some of the services that your company, that your business provides? So kind of how I, how I started off was, um, it was all mobile business and that was about four years ago. Wow. That was when I started it. It was a, it was all mobile business and it was for, um, pet sitting Uh and, um, dog walks. And then the thing is with training is, if you don't have a huge resume, mm-hmm. nobody's willing to trust you to really work. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. To really work with your dogs. Yeah. So um, training was something that I had, uh, but it took a little bit for people to like understand, understand that like, okay, I really, I can, you yeah. know what I mean? I can really do this. And especially when it's things like what my interests are, are anxiety and aggression. Mm-hmm. It's even more trust for them to put into me yeah. that, okay, if this is my last resort, like yeah. you better be good. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you, you, <laughs> So yeah. when you don't have that huge resume behind you, it yeah. can be tough. So there was ways I kind of went about that, but it's, and you know what too, it's funny that, um, that that's kind of like, you would think, you know, if I have zero other options, it shouldn't matter what your credentials are. You're right. willing to help me. Like right. that's something that I've right. always find fascinating about people in desperate situations. Like if you went out and sought like help, you know, and no one else is going to help you right. except this one person that shit maybe maybe they you, suck maybe, maybe they, they don't, don't. But it's like <laughs> you know? at the same time what else do you have left to lose right. like right. you know you you have this being that's like looking to you for help like yeah. the 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 animal the dog or yeah, the yep. cat is looking to you yep. to help save them and you have to trust that like if someone's willing to help you and you know that they have their own business that you know that they're somewhat like semi-intelligent and like right, you know what they're right, doing right you're just like what i just always found that so fascinating don't don't look a gift horse in a mouth right mouth sort of speak. right exactly yeah. and that's that really is how it was too is you they want like what have you worked with and what have you done and this is this and and like i knew that i was capable of working with the anxiety mm-hmm. and aggression but I just knew I didn't have that type of experience that they wanted. So really it turned into when I was walking people's dogs, Mm -hmm. I would see that they had something, I mean, some minor, like maybe a a slight thing of dog aggression. Like Mm -hmm. the dog would, the dog would rare, would show its teeth and, and pull you towards the dog and bark and bark and bark and passing the dog would just be for most people embarrassing. You know what I mean? Like, Oh God, this is a nightmare. I got to wrestle this dog past. So then I would tell these people like, Hey, uh, can I walk them for like, 10, 15 extra minutes mm-hmm. and I'm going to work on passing other people's dogs. That's why we're out on the walk. Like you don't, don't pay me for training. Don't yeah. pay none of that. Like yeah. I'm just going to do this. This is a and free they, service. Right. Like, like I'm just going to, I'm going to go ahead and just, I want you to be able to, when you walk the dog, I want you to be able to walk mm-hmm. the dog past the dogs or through the park or whatever mm-hmm. and not have to worry about the lunging and the barking and the growling and all this other stuff. So they would let me mm-hmm. and we would, I would do that and, and build then, it. Yeah. Then we'd build it up, get, really get a routine going and everything would, We'd get better progression, progression. And then I would say, hey, uh, let's meet up. And when you're home, because sometimes I'd be walking people's dogs when they weren't home. You know, mm-hmm. they'd be out at work and you'd stop by, walk the dog. Yeah. And there you go. So the dog got midday exercise. So I tell these people, hey, let's this weekend or something, let's meet up together. And I'm going to show you. 
because they would never really walk their dog. That was kind of my thing, yeah. you know? So I'd be like, let me just show you. And we'd go meet at a park, walk the dog through the park, and mm-hmm. there would be no crazy reactions, you know? And then they'd be like, oh, my gosh, do you think – then it would be like they had goals. Then yeah. it'd be, okay, do you think uh, we can get the dog to be able to go to a dog park? Yeah. Or be able to play with my neighbor's dogs, my brother's dogs, or whoever's dogs, Yeah. just so we can we can get some some interaction. Sure. And then we'd work towards that. And, <laughs> then, and then it was like, okay, and then obviously – it just takes one. Yeah, word, and word of mouth is yeah. the biggest thing, and that's where I, I would would tell them like they'd oh let me pay you for it. I don't need that. Just tell somebody. Tell you know somebody. what I mean? Yeah, like, me, yeah, like just your, tell somebody. Your your um your ability to tell someone is like a biggest factor. It's the biggest thumbs up that you could ever more than Yelp, more than right. You know Google. Right. It's it's someone's saying, hey, look, I got this guy. He's the he's bomb. He knows right. what he's doing, and he helped my my little guy. You know that that's. I always felt like that's more of how people unfold their wallets and money than Literally. anything else. Literally. And because it's so much different than like, like if you go to Yelp or, or anything like that, like, of course, you're you're going to see the whatever reviews and all mm-hmm. that. But it just is there's a different personable aspect when it's mm-hmm. like your friend or your neighbor or you know what I mean? Like yeah. literally telling you, hey, check this one out. Check this. So one. then yeah. that that's started to grow and 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 training became a thing. Mm-hmm. And then I was training more than anything where at first training was like just this little little piece piece, you know what i mean like it's not even really secondary like it's it's in the backpack like so um then it just kind of became like oh okay i'm the more calls i'm getting are about training yeah um so then i was i really got into um and then really seeing like working at past pet smarts and places like that Mm -hmm. though they don't accept any behavioral issues you mm. know what i mean so yeah. if your dog shows these like crazy signs of Snapping, aggression or yeah. anxiety, you know they're obviously gonna protect themselves which makes sense on their part mm-hmm. but then i saw that there's that gap of like what are they supposed you know what yeah, are these where, people supposed to do with their do dog they go you know what where, i mean yeah. like and i see that then the more i would talk to other like dog business owners and stuff and again i'm a, i was a small fish yeah you know so you go into these boarding places these big elaborate buildings and all that they're not really trying to talk to me because I'm a pet sitter. You know what I mean? Like I just, <laughs> yeah. they just, yeah, okay, kid, get out of here. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So, um, so, but seeing that there was a real gap. Mm-hmm. So then it was just, okay, I'm going to work to get a storefront and I want a storefront and I want it to be, I'm, I'm not kicking anybody out. I'm, if they got an issue, I'll work with them, mm-hmm. but it's a place for them to board. It's a place for them to get groomed. Yeah. There's, I mean, so, so what we, what we got now is it's a, it's a boarding facility. Um, it is day camp. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of them actually um, are dogs that I've trained that had dog aggression nice. and had been in fights before. And now they enjoy our day camp and yeah. and they love life. And we, I mean, on our social media stuff, we always take pictures of ones and uh, that are that are playing and all that. And then when yeah. people hear their backstory, like, oh, this dog mauled another dog yeah. three years ago or two years yeah. ago, you know, like, and here he is playing. It, it's just, a, it's a cool kind of purpose to what we're doing other than just the dog side of it so like i said and then i brought on a a a groomer who is a complete godsend um she is (laughs) you know what i mean she She i don't i don't groom (laughs) you know what i mean you don't want me to groom uh it is because it will be a hack job but the uh the groomer that i hired has no fear as well of because that's the thing is like i can teach you to properly handle properly this but like 
I can't teach you not to be afraid. Yeah. You know what exactly. I mean? Like you yeah. either are or you aren't. Like yeah. I can help you maybe be more comfortable, but like I can't teach you not to be afraid. Mm-hmm. Um, and and like you can't fake it. Like you could tell me I'm not afraid of dogs. I'm not afraid of dogs. But then you get a dog that really picks up and, and they pick up on your emotions and how you're feeling. And if you're timid, they're going to take advantage yeah. of that, you know? Yeah, they, they can definitely <laughs> they, ex- they exploit that. that. So yeah. that's where, that's where, like I said, she has been a godsend. And when she said she wasn't afraid, like she wasn't. And we've taught her some hand, animal handling things from there. So we were able to add grooming to the mix. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's been awesome because it is a lot of dogs that have been kicked out of other grooming places for biting the groomer, or yeah. it has been, they have to go to the, they have to go to the vet to get sedated, to get groomed. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So yeah. it just becomes a whole big process. And, and by all means, like we don't work with just the crazies. We work with the regular, you know what I yeah, mean? The, yeah, yeah. The, the easy, good, good <laughs> going dogs and all that. But I just wanted a place to where those ones are welcome as well. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and so, um, that's where we, we got the storefront, um, a few months ago and are expanding it now. And, yeah. and, but yeah, day camp boarding, grooming and training is kind of the, the biggest things. And, um, Dude, that's awesome. yeah, yeah, it's been, it's been a ride, but it's fun. It's Dude, fun, man. In all honesty too, it's like your journey has been like your dog, a built progression slowly yeah. by slowly. Yeah. You've, you've created, something very beautiful that i you know in all honesty like you caught you sought us out and you wanted to share your story but in you know i'm so glad that you you chose us because literally like i have i have seen some people with you know dog businesses and things like that and it's it's incredible to kind of hear that you were afraid like you had a legitimate <laughs> yeah, fear <man>. yeah <laughs> like i was not trying to mess with dogs because like honestly because that says a lot that you overcame that and then built the business from that from that yeah because there's there's purpose there's emotion there's something that won't ever go away because that fear is gone that thing right. of like Right. You know, that thing that's holding you back literally is shedded away. Right. And so I have no, like, I think that you have zero fear about business, zero fear about like this because it's your purpose. It's your, yeah, it's, it's your it's purpose a, for sure. It's a weird thing because you do like, like even in the store when, when the groomers are, I have uh, a couple people that help out mm-hmm. with like the kennels and all that jazz. Yeah. And, and even when they help me out with training, which again, they are tremendous as well, because I know that in those moments, it can get stressful. The pet parent is, is super concerned because their dog has tried to bite me however many times. And they're like, this is never going to work. You know what I mean? But I understand that to get there, like they're going to probably bite at me, you know? Um, but from their standpoint as well, like, like we all joke whenever a dog will snap at me or whatever, and they will be like, are you okay? Like, do you need to take a minute? Do you need to? And like, because I was, afraid of dogs and now like i've been bit i've been all that's mm-hmm. out of the way you yeah. know so now it's like i we joke and we say man my my heart rate doesn't even go up you know what i mean like <laughs> yeah. a dog could charge me and i'm like mm, that sucks you know what i mean <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, it sucks <laughs> you're like oh wow yeah. but it, it is it's a mm-hmm. it's a different mindset and you you i mean from and then from a business from the business side of it like you said is is i haven't had no idea what i was doing but um, I've always just tried to be a student and just be as personable as possible with people that have yeah. done it, you know, cause, um, I, I don't have the, the business degrees and the, all this mm-hmm. other stuff. Um, but I let that, okay, I'm almost 27 and this is what I've done. Help me. Cause I'm trying to get here. Yeah. And then they see it as, oh, okay, you're not being arrogant that you're 26, 27 and you've done this. It's more of, Hey, 
I'm willing to learn and I've learned from these people, which yeah. is how I got here. Yeah. Now I'm trying to take that next step. So now you help me. And then they're much more willing to help. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Absolutely. So yeah, it's a, it's a process. There's, there's more, more anxiety into business in my end than there is with dogs, but it's sure, still, yeah. uh, it's, it still makes everything much easier when you're doing what you like to do anyway. You know Absolutely. what I mean? Cause I'm not yeah. really, I don't work. You know what I mean? I don't it's really not work. a day of work. Yeah. It's I don't really work. Zero days of work. Yeah. Um, I wanted to ask you like, uh, what, what's been your favorite tool of the trade? Like what, what toy or what's what the one thing that you can say is like your tool of choice? Man, that is a phenomenal question. Um, I will have to say that from my end and training, um, the, the most common issue you're ever going to have with dogs is on the leash. Okay. Whether it is they pull on something as simple as they pull on a leash mm -hmm. um, or they're reactive or aggressive on a leash. Mm -hmm. Or with some dogs, they just won't walk on a leash. They pan what we call pancake and they put the brakes on and they just don't want to walk, you mm -hmm. know, and it's, yeah. it just becomes a tug of war match. Um, I think the thing that, that I am really big on and, um, and like I, I got so big that I sell them at my store is, is a rope slip lead. As simple as that is, man. Huh. Everyone thinks that it's going to be some elaborate tool yeah. and something crazy. It is literally a rope slip lead is my saving grace. <laughs> and it it is the reason for it is um, aside from like, because obviously you walk into a pet store mm -hmm. and you know, when, it, when you walk into the dog section, you know, leashes have issues on a leash have to be a major problem mm -hmm. because there's a billion different ways to walk yeah. your dog. Yes. You know what I mean? There's, there's the choke change, there's the prong collars, there's the harnesses, there's the gentle lead, the, the, the nose halties, you yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah. there's a billion different things you can use to walk your dog. Mm -hmm. So that alone tells me like, oh, this is a real problem because everyone, they make a new product to here, yeah. this will solve it. Oh, this yeah. will solve it. Well, in reality, like no product solves it. You know, they're all tools, tools to, yeah. to help with the, with the issue. And, and, um, I personally get a lot of people off of harnesses. Harnesses are something that is um, a big thing right now. Everyone, or if you go to any pet store, they're going to direct you to the harnesses. Yeah. Um, but if they're having the problem of pulling or reaction, the harness isn't going to help you. Yeah. You know, um, from a dog psychology standpoint, um, the uh, whenever whenever the girls at my store listen to this, they're going to make fun of me. But because <laughs> I, I, it's a broken record. I say it all the time: is is pressure on the chest drives the brain forward. So uh -huh. when there's a harness on and your dog starts to pull and then there's all of a sudden that pressure on the chest, it creates a tunnel vision and the dog wants to get to whatever it is they wanted to get to 10 times more. Got it. You know, so yeah. if they're walking and you have a harness on and that walk's going great, they see another dog and they want to either go play with the dog, they want to go eat the dog, they want to just whatever it is, yeah. they drag over there. As soon as that pressure on the chest comes, it creates that tunnel vision and it makes their drive there want even more. more. So yeah. it's never really going to solve a pulling issue. Got it. Um, it. It more so, it gives you a sense of security because it's you have more leverage. It's like yes. a tug of war. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the dog pulls forward, you pull back. back. Yeah. You want the dog to stop pulling, but you're telling the dog's brain to keep pulling. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? So it's, it's a catch-22. So where I got into the simple rope slip leads is... Um, I was, wasn't really a big fan of like the chains and stuff, the chains, they, they have a bad name already. If they're just like any tool, if they're used right, um, they can work. Yeah. But the problem with most of it is that they're just not used right. They're used simply as a literal choke chain. And like if your dog pulls, it chokes, and then it's going to realize that it's not supposed to do it. 
their brain doesn't work like that. Only yeah. ours does. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Ours goes, okay, if I'm pulling with this chain around my neck and I start to suffocate, yeah. maybe I should stop pulling. A to B, right. B to C. Right. Where like, where like, that's us. That's the way we think. The way dogs think is, why is this damn thing choking? You know what I mean? Yeah. Why is it choking me? I got to go. Yeah. I gotta, you know, it's I not, can't... I'm going to stay back and because that's going to get me more air. I got to go. Yeah. So a lot of times it's, it makes it to, and then the chains are super invasive as far as they're just not the most comfortable thing in the world. Um, so I was a big fan of the rope slip leads, um, even to get, not to get super into the dog world and all that, but dogs have two sets of what I like to call pressure points, mm-hmm. not pressure points. Like if I squeeze your pressure point, it hurts and mm-hmm. it's uncomfortable. Yeah. Theirs are like energy release points, emotional release points. It's at the base of the ears and at the base of their tail. Okay. Which is why their ears and their tail show so much emotion. Yeah. Okay. A dog never says, Hey, I'm really excited. Let me wag my tail. Yeah. It's just natural energy flow. Okay. So when you use the ones at the base of the ears, you put that rope slip lead around mm-hmm. and the, the collars are intended to actually sit higher at the base of the ears as okay. opposed to the base of the neck. Okay. Where collars naturally sit at the base, the base of the neck. neck. Yeah. But when they pull on a collar, you're, you're pretty but, damn close to the chest. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. you're, you're doing kind of that same thing and they're going to get that body weight going forward. Well, when it sets up higher, you can use those quote unquote pressure points in a sense Mm -hmm. to redirect the dog's brain, snap them out of that pull, you know, Um, and when it sits up higher, you're way less likely to actually choke a dog. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I joke with people in the stores, like not that you would be sadistic, but if you pick them up off the ground, the chances of them choking is much slimmer than if it's down at the base of their neck. Got you know, yeah. and it's, it's why, like, if you watch those show dog competitions and they have those slip leads, it sits up super, super, super high. high. Yep. Yes. Because it would look stupid if they're in the middle of their little runway show and, and the dog goes, because he's choking. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like, oh, <laughs> like, what did you just do? Right, like, <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, that's, yeah. that's not. So that's why it sits up higher is so that the Got dog still it. can breathe. But you have maximum control. Got it. You know? Yeah. Um, and and it, you don't have to. And then. I all sometimes even get people off of the the prong collars and all that jazz, um, just to show them that hey, just a simple rope. You know, people look at me crazy because they think I if I work with these crazy dogs, I must use like prongs or shock collars or yeah. or something more extreme. Yeah. Um, but you, I mean, when I come out with my rope, you know what I mean. I come <laughs> I come out with my rope, and they're like, what? he's gonna break that, and I'm like, now nah, we're gonna be good. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, no, nah, it'll be all right. So <laughs> it, it's it's a different tool, but. That's personally my favorite tool. Okay. And then there's tons of mental stimulation toys like Kongs and things like that, that I, I love and think that yeah. they're irreplaceable, but I'm, I'm this cl- Like I was thinking about buying one, the Kong and I yeah. was like this close and I was like, ah, it, you know, we, we wanted to try out different things. So we, we, <laughs> we got her this donut one time and she just oh, ripped, yeah. ripped right through the Oh donut. yeah. Oh, it's yeah. like nothing plush anymore. We, we, usually stick to like the you can hear the squeaky toy yep, and yep. then the um ropes yep though i and all that i mean that's it's good and even like even like i mean to to break off into that mental stimulation aspect with the rope the ropes are super good too if you really get her playing tug of war mm-hmm. and you just yeah. yeah you get her going now when you get it away from her and she wants to go back at it and go play mm-hmm. make her relax okay before you give it back okay it yeah. makes the brain go in waves and roller coasters so like now you're that. controlling when the brain's high and when the brain's low nice okay and then you can get right back to playing and doing your thing you know <laughs> okay. what i mean yeah. and then and then whenever you want to put the rope away or not play mm-hmm. tug of war anymore or whatever or be able to just be done yeah you leave the brain when it's calm as opposed to tug 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 and it's all going crazy and then you just stop 
Mm. Well, then she's going to follow you around and be like, hey, what are we doing? doing? You know what I mean? Like, we're supposed to be playing. So you get that brain in a calm state, then you can leave the rope right there and she's cool. Yeah. You know, so those are mental stimulation things to where you just put that brain in a little bit of a roller coaster. You get it super, super excited that we're playing. And then, okay, to play again, I have to calm down. Yeah. And then, okay, I can get excited. You know, so we just keep it in waves. And so, yeah, things like that. All the toys are, they're good. And, And the Kongs making them work for a reward as far as a treat or, yeah. or food or whatever. Um, if, if she is destructive and all that of toys, mm-hmm. uh, go with the black Kongs. Got it. The black Kongs are going to be a little bit more durable than the red ones. The okay. red ones, it's a different type of rubber or whatever. I don't know. My dog tears them all up anyway. So <laughs> my dog tears them all up anyway. So that's whatever. But the black ones are supposed to be more durable. Thicker, yeah. yeah. Be a little bit better. Let me ask you this. Um, from what my own perspective like do they have to be kind of in a neutral environment for those training because like the idea of you know the teaching them to sit and things like that where it's like distractions things to yeah, like, yeah yeah i mean it it can go both ways i mean i've done it to where like obviously when i was a mobile business i was in everyone's home mm-hmm. you know what yeah. i mean we, we were doing we were doing everything out of the house and it, from from it depends case by case like when I'm working with some of the crazier, like if I have a really, really aggressive dog, mm-hmm. um, and it has bitten people or bitten dogs or both, or, yeah. it, and it, there's just, the dog runs the house and they're just the roommate. You know what I mean? They're yeah. just kind of there minding what the dog does. Then there's times where I'll recommend like, Hey, let's just, let's bring the dog to the store. Let's either a try the dog at the store. Yeah. And so it's a neutral environment. We can, that's usually what I recommend for everyone anyway, is that, that right off the bat, let's do a first session in, in, in the, the store, yeah. you oh, know? In yeah. Yeah. And it's in store. So it can be totally neutral and let's just really see. Um, and then if it's a real severe case, I'll say, Hey, let's just leave the dog here for a couple of days. We'll board the dog for two, three days. You yeah. know, it, it doesn't have to be, um, a lot, a lot of these places and stuff will do these three, four week long boot camp kind of things, you know, these dog boot camps, board and train things. Like it doesn't have to be a big, long program. We just need to kind of cut the surface a little bit, really just see what we're dealing with, you know? Otherwise, I mean, we, we usually can get away with, if the issues are with dogs. Um, so if you have a dog that has, um, dog aggression, usually I would always say come to the store just because we really can hit it home there. Mm -hmm. And then we have playrooms and stuff to where it is like what I like to call like a controlled dog park. Yeah. It's not like we do it at the home and then we say, okay, let's see how well he does with other dogs. Let's go into a dog park because we don't know those dogs either. You know what I mean? It's just a really uncontrolled, like real weird environment. That's what I've always kind of like. Yeah. I I was like always weirded out because like I can do it here. Sometimes she's good about it. Sometimes she's not. But it's like. When we go out to other places too, it's it's weird because I don't know what the environment's gonna right, be yeah, like. And the other dogs are gonna and be with like. And with the dog park, it's it's hit or miss every day. Mm-hmm. You know, some days you're gonna have a wild, crazy dog, and other days it's gonna be totally fine. Mm-hmm. You know, they're gonna be just hanging out, and the and the mood of the dog park is gonna be good. Other mm-hmm. times it's pretty tense. Yeah, it, it all just depends on who's in there. So we like to kind of do like a more controlled dog park environment in those playrooms to where we work with your dog and and. Like we talked about before, we usually start with mine. Mm-hmm. We we start the introductions and doing all these all these um, exercises with my dog in sight. Got it. Um, because that's usually what's going to be that stimulate added stimulation is they see the dog and they lose it. You know. Yeah. So we start with that, and then we start with it, then we go with intros, and it's mm-hmm. more of getting closer contact with the dog, and then you're um, you're still on leash but you're on a longer leash and mm-hmm. we still have control of you. And then it is no leash, you know, then you're just with the other dog. So, or with my dog in that case. And then when we get to that point, which comes quicker than it usually sounds, 
then we start adding in dogs that we know, whether it's other clients' dogs or dogs that come in for day camp often. Got we it. know their overall behavior and we know like, okay, this is really going to set them off for this dog. It's nothing's going to hurt. Nothing's going to set him off. Yeah. You know, and then we kind of start adding dogs into the mix. We get them into a room and into the playroom and then it's the dog with whatever issue and then my dog and then one other dog and Got then it. we add okay. a fourth dog. You know what I mean? And then yeah. we just keep adding dogs to it. Yeah. And then we have some pretty good success with like, oh, okay, now he's pretty good. You yeah. know what I mean? Obviously it, it's, there's always room for improvement and there's, there's accidents that happen all the time. But I mean, the, the, the rate that we go at is, is pretty pr- solid. Pretty solid. Yeah. yeah. I like that. Uh, I'm curious to know, you know, I ask this of every person who comes through our doors. There's always challenges when it comes to a business. Mm-hmm. What are some of the ones that people don't know about yours that you would like them to understand? Man, I, I mean, a little bit from the business side is it kind of goes back to what we talked about as far as me not having, when I first started with the training part, not having that huge uh, resume behind me mm-hmm. from the business side of it. Um, being kind of the age that I am, yeah. I would say that's the biggest hurdle is like, nobody takes you serious. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, like when yeah. it came to, when it came to getting into like commercial real estate and all yeah. that, oh my goodness, man. Everyone gave you the runaround. Yo, realtors don't want to talk to you. Landlords don't want to talk to you. Oh, you know what I mean? Like it, you you're just some kid trying to pipe dream of a, of a business. You know what yeah. I mean? And it's not going to work anyway. Yeah. So I would say the, the biggest hurdle is just is putting that foot forward and presenting yourself in a way that like, I don't really care how old I am, but this is what so, I can bring to the table. Yeah. You know, that's, that's the, so really the, is, the biggest. Is that why the beard has grown out a yeah, little we got, bit? Yeah, we got the beard, the, 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 the tattoos <laughs> throw them off a little bit, you know, yeah. so. They're, they're, it's just throw them off their Yeah, game. it's a, it's a, it's a double-edged sword. I always say it's, it's funny because from a business side of it, people get thrown off because I'll go into like business meetings with, with pet stores that I've partnered with. Yeah. Um, and it's knock on wood. And like, I've just been lucky that that other places, they don't have those opportunities. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, like there's three right off the top of my head. There's three pet smart stores that if an aggressive dog comes into that store and asks for training, they don't work with aggression. So they refer to me. That's so, good. so not a lot of trainers have that kind of door in that path, you know? Yeah. So but what, can you imagine how, do you see, can you understand like the incredible beauty of like that, even though the aggression is something they fall to you yeah, yeah, yeah. To, to lean back on. Right. I mean, like, I love that idea of like, I want people to understand like they can go to you and with the aggression and stuff. Like I, that's the purpose of this is that like, I want <laughs> right. people like if right. they can't go to PetSmart, like, it's okay. Right. We have like you're, local it's, people yeah, it's here. still going to be okay. Yeah, you know what I mean? It's still going to be okay. There's and, people here that are local that are willing to help, that have the opportunity to help, and also have the ability to help you. Right. It's like, I want, that's the whole purpose of this podcast is right. the incredible opportunities that this state has to offer and that the people in the community in this have to offer mm-hmm. each other. It's like, I'm so incredibly happy when people call me or like text me and like look man someone heard your podcast yeah yeah no no in. joke man and, and so like that that's that gives that brightens my day up every day right. like every time and right so. because they do they look at it as one of these huge corporations national chain kind of things like if they can't help you then no one can yeah you know but that's There's not no, the case you yeah. know what i mean it's not the case like PetSmart and for what they do is very good mm-hmm. and ob- obviously you know what i mean look what they've built yeah. but at the same time like there are people that 
they specialize in something else that maybe PetSmart doesn't, or Mm -hmm. maybe whatever pet store doesn't, you know? Um, and that's where, that's where I always kind of like to say, like, like just because I don't have this, this huge backing, it's not a, it's not a, the, the, the quality of service is no different yeah. than, than these multi-million billion dollar corporate, you know what I mean? Corporations. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, from, from the business side, you do, you get, you get into these meetings with places like that, that are going to refer you mm-hmm. and, and being, I've, I'm one that I <laughs> used to cover up my tattoos a lot. Yeah. You know, I go into client's house and I wear long sleeves. I do all this, you know, yeah. but then I really started like that almost been as weird as it sounds. It almost is like a, a branding thing in a sense, because there would literally be people where I would be in a pet store or I'd be in the mall or I'd be wherever I was. And they'd be like, Hey, like, are you that guy that works with aggression? Yeah. And I'd be like, I don't know if I'm the, that guy, but like, I, 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 <laughs> I do, do. Yeah. I, I am a guy that, you know what yeah. I mean? I do that. But they're like, Oh no, like my friend of a friend or whoever told me about it. And they just said that you had a, a big beard and tattoos and, <laughs> and, and, and like, I've seen some of your videos, but I can't really tell, you know what I mean? Can't yeah. really tell. Yeah. So that's where I was just kind of like, I'm just going to keep it. And then from the business keep side it. of it, they just got to deal with it. Bro. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it's it's to, it from that standpoint. Um, and I'm usually pretty personable and all that. So when people kind of get past the the visual side that, yeah. that I, I got the sleeves, I got them tattooed up my legs and <laughs> they don't really, you know, they yeah. lose that where in the beginning it does, you know, they, they, they look yeah. at it as like, Ooh, this guy's not coming to my house. Yeah. The, and you know what? It's getting, it's gotten a little bit better nowadays. Yeah. I, I, I hope so. It's like, we understand and we grow and develop and I hope, I hope that as people get to, you know, get YouTube and like these generations that like understand that the way you look is nothing. It's got nothing to do with anything. Nothing <laughs> to do with what you have to yeah. offer. Yeah, it's got and, nothing to do with anything. And, and it's, it's credible that like people don't realize that now, but I want people to understand that every person who comes through this door that has the ability to talk about their business are incredible individuals and highly like I, I want people to go out and seek them. And I want people to like call me and tell me it's like, Hey, this guy worked, this guy did, or this person, this business, whatever it may be, they helped me. And like, that's going to give me a good smile on my face. That's the thing. And kudos to you guys for even starting something like this to where you do highlight the, the, the local yeah, stuff you know what course, i mean because they're even even then like I said, we talked about the the local stuff there are some some heavy hitters you yeah. know what i mean that, yeah, are, that are good at whatever their whatever their field is yeah. you know i wanted to ask you this because there was one there was one in uh, instagram post that i was like really curious about there was a person that um texted you it was like a text message oh text, yeah yeah and their dog was like going to court like something happened in court oh the court case the man court case. Yeah, yeah i like do no i do know that one. aggressive and like yeah. you got them the go ahead to like keep to them alive keep the dog yeah. yeah they uh they came to me their dog um bit the mailman coincidentally enough wow but um stereotypically you know what yeah. i mean like but the mailman or the package delivery guy or whatever came up to the door or something where it's something where the dog was was there with the mailman or whoever came to the door or whatever. Well, the dog bit him. Yeah. Um, and then he pressed charges and did all this stuff and yeah. said, wanted a, what they call a, a vicious, a vicious label. Yeah. Dog is a vicious label, a uh, vicious dog label. And um, so basically they have to go to court mm-hmm. and prove that this dog is not vicious mm-hmm. or that if it does have behavioral issues that you've seeked help, yes. you know what I mean? You've sought out the help that yes. you need. Um so yeah, this family, uh, a wife and her 
two kids and all that they came and this is like this is their family pet you know what i mean and and uh and then of course like like me talking about being a pit lover and all that of course you saw in the picture it's Mm -hmm. a pit and that gives a bad stereotype and and a negative reputation already you know what i mean so i knew that oh we really gotta make this dog look super shiny and good you know um so they are worried about having to lose their dog and with a vicious dog label um basically the dog's not allowed to leave the house Mm -hmm. so you know what i mean so they so wrong it just sucks you know what i mean like 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 as far as if the dog goes in public there's there's some the stipulation stuff that changes all the time but I know there's some where like the dog can't leave the house, and if it does, yeah. it has to be muzzled. It's and a then scarlet letter for an animal. It just looks terrible. You know yeah. what I mean? Like you put a big old Hannibal Lecter looking mask yeah. on a dog, and everyone's gonna be scared. You of know? Of course. So that dog, yeah, they came to me, said, "This is what happened. We're not gonna lie about anything. This is just everything that happened." Yes, it can be a little sketchy with new people and mm. blah blah blah. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we we really got to work, and and then they threw the curveball on me, and they said, "Uh, the court date is in a month." And I was like, oh, oh, okay. <laughs> like, oh. Hey, oh, gotcha. oh, gotcha. And you know what I mean? And so then, um, so I really kind of assessed the dog first session, really assessed the dog, um, poked and pride, did all anything that was maybe going to upset the dog. And mm-hmm. that, from everything I saw, like the dog really wasn't that bad, you know, it was yeah. more, more circumstantial or, you know, just, just a weird, yeah. you know what I mean? Weird, yeah. weird situation happened. And, and, you know, obviously I hate to be the one that makes excuses for every dog, but at the same time, like some dogs really do have an excuse, you know, like there was just a weird uh, scenario, but the dog really didn't strike me as somebody who was crazy aggressive. Yeah. Um, but we, we really got at it, um, introduced the dog to other people like around the store and all that all around my store and all that. And, uh, then you kind of start to see the the little bit of the quirks that the dog may have, you know, that it, it, in the right circumstance, like he might come at, he might feel a little froggy, you know what I mean? And he might jump. So, so, uh, so really getting that, uh, we did that, worked with him for a couple hours. And then I think we only did a, a total of like four, maybe five sessions. Okay. It was pretty, it was like once a week. Uh, I think one of the weeks we did twice a week because it was before the court day. So I was really like, okay, let's do this, this, this. Uh I mean, uh, they were like, okay, how do I know that this dog is like almost bomb proof? And I'm like, well, no dog is bomb proof. Like they all can, you know, they all got teeth. They all can bite. Yeah. But this is where I'm going to show you. So the very last session, and I I wish that, uh, either I was more tech savvy or Instagram, I could show more stuff, but like our very last session, uh, our last two sessions, which was, which was two sessions in that last week before the court date was we walked through a PetSmart. And we let people say hi. We let employees say hi. We let people say hi. You know what I mean? Like yeah. whether it was the dog approaching them yeah. and then we tried where they approached the dog. So we kind of was throwing every little curveball at this dog. People that were more excited to see the dog, like, oh, hi, baby. How are you? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Which is going to sketch some dogs out compared to people that were a little bit more reserved and like, okay, hi, how are you? Yeah. A more proper introduction. Um, and for lack of better words, he was bomb proof. You know what I mean? He Good. did phenomenal. Um, so... Then they, they were like, okay, can you just type us up a letter to the judge and yeah. saying that you've worked with this dog. This is what you see as a professional. This is what you've kind of mm-hmm. uh, assessed with the dog. And this is what we've done to take steps to make sure that this doesn't happen again. Mm-hmm. So I put together a big, long thing. And and uh, when I sent it to him, I just said, hey, like I, I knew that their court date was at this time or whatever. I said, mm-hmm. hey, when you get out of court, good or bad, let me know, you know, cause yeah. it's obviously I want to hear what happened. And, yeah. and they were pretty pumped to find out yeah, the, the judge looked, I sent them, we were taking heavy, heavy videos mm-hmm. of, of things that were going on. So I was sending her videos so she could at least show it to the judge or show it to whoever she needed to show it to. Yeah. Um, 
and everything. I mean, the, the, the judge saw it and was like, look, I don't see this dog as aggressive, you know, and, and there was not only not only no vicious dog label, but there were no fines. There were no nothing. You know, yeah. the dog was scot free, just a, a, a bad, yeah. bad. I mean, bad scenario, but yeah, it, it was all good. But yeah, that was that was one I was pretty excited about, because, again, good. when you get things like like, again, me being soft with the pits and all that, I I love those type of stories where they can get into a courtroom. Yeah. And still pass, you know what I mean? And still be like, okay, like we're good. That's why I asked is because I knew that that had meaning to it. You know, when a family texts you and tells you, thank you. Right. Right. That in itself. Literally the only reason why I do it. (laughs) I mean, like literally. Yeah. Because you, you do, you have these, I mean, it's like an intervention basically where you have families come in that they really think their dog's going to be put down or, or going to be rehomed and whatever, you know, taken away or whatever it is. And, and for to get that to where they see that there is another option mm-hmm. and we really can help, you know, yeah. um, and we can at, at minimum, we can make it manageable, yeah. you know, depending on how severe this issue really is. Mm-hmm. Like I've worked with ex dog fighting dogs that have been rescued out of dog fighting rings and yeah. got tattoos in their ear from having like a serial number. <sighs> and now these dogs are the dog that I'm talking about lives in a house with two dogs and three kids. That's awesome. And I would trust that dog with everything. Dang. You know what I mean? Yeah. And no issues ever. Yeah. But this dog literally has killed other dogs. Yeah. And he's... I, so... That's yeah, incredible. There's like, those types of things that like those stories, like, yes, there's some dogs that, man, there's some brain chemistry that uh, the screws aren't all tight. You know what yeah, I mean? There's some yeah. screws loose. But at the very minimum, like we can really help you have a better understanding on how to maybe manage it. Yeah. If not be able to fix it. And I hate to say the word cure and understand why. Right. Right. There's more of a, not only will we help you help get the dog more manageable, but we'll, we'll help you not subconsciously reinforce the behavior Mm -hmm. because there's small things that as humans we do that will maybe make exacerbate and maybe make the behavior worse or tell the dog mm. that what you're doing is okay. Yeah. And we're not thinking of it like that, but what we're doing is subconsciously yeah. reinforcing, yeah. you know? So, so from that aspect, yeah, it is, it is literally the, the reason why I work with those yeah. misfit misunderstood ones is, is because I love that giving them that extra outlet and then also getting those texts or calls or mm-hmm. emails or whatever it is saying yeah. like, Hey, like, you've saved our family or you've whatever it is like that is absolutely the biggest reward i can get you know what i mean and monetarily i don't care you know what i mean like all that that's that's just secondary yeah that's you know what i mean that's totally secondary yeah no in all honesty like uh, thank you for coming in like it's it's helped me know that i'm doing the right kind of things with my dog and on top of that i i I encourage everyone to freaking go look you up and and (laughs) then you know i tell i asked you that story because i wanted to tell you one of the stories that i like personally went through my younger brother like Uh. we used to live on this block of homes that had a bunch of dogs you know they were all um home dogs though and unfortunately because at the time we were living in the city like we were living out in philadelphia it's like city life yeah and there was this german shepherd it it sucks to say this but like they did put it down because it drew blood from my like my brother yeah. like was he was young he was playing around and you know the kids like i knew what, what the situation was is that the kids were very loud and aggressive in the home uh-huh. and then on top of that like sammy my brother was like playing with them they were being you know playing tag and being like on the porch there yeah and the dog you know freaked out ran out the door jumped on him grabbed his hand 
dragged him down the steps. So common, man. Yeah. And, yeah. And, it, and all it was is that like one of the little ones screamed because she was having fun. And that's Just all triggered it, it. it triggered the dog. It came out, ran right up to my brother, ripped his like he can't. He can't close his hand uh, like like the hands pinky, are the worst. Like his pinky doesn't fall in line yeah, with yeah. the rest of it. it. It's permanently like uh-huh. that. But I mean, thirteen stitches like no, on the outside and twelve stitches on the inside. No, like, thank it'll you. do that to you. And yep. you know, it sucks to say, but like I knew personally, the dog had already attacked another little girl. The mm-hmm. neighbor actually, the neighbor next to them. So it's done this twice. Okay, and, yeah. So and, this and, this dog had a little bit of a record. <laughs> a little bit of a record, and you know, all the neighbors just kind of had fed up and told the neighbors, like, look, you know, drew blood. Yeah, we right. can't do anything about it. Right. It has to be put down. And right. you know, but in all honesty, like knowing I was a little bit older, so I knew that the dog sucked the situation. But it's like I knew the dog was right just and, in a bad place and, and it, it can just, be it is those type of circumstances and stuff it, and and situations are tough because yes those dogs can usually be worked with and all that mm-hmm. but there's so many other factors yeah you know what i mean like this the family like uh, the, does I, the family really want to yeah. work with it does there's so many like yeah like if you it isn't the type of thing where like hey my my dog bit somebody mm-hmm. and we had to stitch his hand up and all that uh here you go fix him Mm-hmm. that's not really how it works you got to be kind of involved as well because yeah. your dog could listen to me great but then if i give the dog to, to you, you are you going to be the one right is, yeah. is he still going to listen to you and are you going to keep up with the small rules boundaries and limitations that mm-hmm. the dog needs you yes. know so there's so many circumstances that come into play and that that like there's so many x factors mm-hmm. you know that that is that person willing to put in the work that it takes because yeah. um, it's not i always tell this to people like when you get a dog, it's not just the dog staying home with you. Or no, no. Just, you know, you <laughs> no, no. Just, you know, feeding it food and taking it out to go poop. Yeah. It's so much more than that. There's yeah. so many levels to this because, in honesty, they're learning from you and you have to give them that nourishment. And they're going to go as far as you take them. Yes. You know what I mean? So Absolutely. so if you if you dive in and, and want this super tight bond and you want to go places with your dog and travel with mm-hmm. your dog and do all that, like you very well can. It just takes time, time effort, and effort and work to, to yeah. do it. But and, and they're going to be a very well-rounded dog and you're going to everything's going to be True. butterflies and rainbows. But on the other end, if you don't want to do any, you just want a dog to have a, whether it's a status symbol or Mm -hmm. it's, you know, you just want a dog to have it or whatever it is, the amount of you work you put in is what they're going to give you in return. So Mm -hmm. if you just let them in the yard and do their thing and that's all you do, you might Mm -hmm. have some problems, you know what I mean? And and then from a training standpoint, like, is that dog ever going to get better? Because yes, there are people that can help you. But like you gotta help yourself. Yeah. You know what I mean? You, you gotta, gotta Yeah, you, you gotta, gotta wanna help yourself help right. the dog. Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> well, thank you again, Jeremy. I like I cannot say you have taught me so much about not only just what I have to be as an owner, but as a person as well, too, because like the dog is a reflection of they me. They are dogs are mirrors of you. Yeah. And so honestly, thank you for everything. Absolutely, and I appreciate man. I, it. Before I appreciate we go. Me. This is your chance to promote yourself. Let everyone know where they can find you online, the address, the phone number, everything. This is you and Paddock. Pause. Go. Yeah, yeah. So uh, basically, we are located at 35th Avenue in Thunderbird. It's 3520 West Calavar Road. Uh, and it is in Phoenix. The zip code is 85053. Um, you can find us online at uh, www.paddockspaws.com. 
Um, we're on all social media. If you go on our website, it's got links to the mm-hmm. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, the whole nine. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, if anyone listening, like I look forward to working with y'all and, and thank you to the people at my store that have, uh, kept my dream going you know like so <laughs> they've the bought alive. into it as well um and then all the rescues that help love pup all them they they keep me going as well so yeah, yeah appreciate everybody phone number uh 623-853-6873 and uh you can call it text it all that jazz uh awesome. and then email as well it goes straight to my phone um it is paddocks.pause at yahoo.com and that'll hit me directly all the time All right. Well, thank you again, everyone listening. Uh, You can hear every episode of our podcast at FindingArizonaPodcast.com. We also have social media all under Finding Arizona Podcast. Last but not least, we do have a bonus content called uh, Find Examination, where we ask everyone 50 questions of what they like and what they don't like, only available at Patreon.com slash Finding Arizona Podcast. So if you would like to hear Jeremy's 50 questions, it will be up there, loaded in there. So go check it out. Thank you again for listening. And we'll Catch you on the next one. Bye, y'all. Subscribe.